Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the New Mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters, the Temptress Witch, Miss Ivy, the Senior Official Ref, Amy Veronica, OG Will Denardo, and the Executive, Mr. Nelio Cuomo Costa. Talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio. I am your host, Ted Weston. I'm here with the Rewind crew, and we have our special guest of honor tonight, welcoming back friend of the show. He, uh, he, we're here literally almost about a, a year later. I think Ref Amy just told us it was almost a, exactly a year later. We're back here with the Russian Nightmare. We're back with Nikita Koloff, NWA Hall of Famer. Nikita, welcome back, sir. Thank you so much for being with us. Great, great to be back. I feel like this is like an anniversary party or something. I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. and, and, and hey, congratulations, because I, I heard your viewership has exploded and, and grown tremendously in the past year. So I, I'm glad I could be a part of that and hopefully uh, help, help, the, help that along the way. Thank you. Thank you. And we appreciate you so much. You know, you, you coming on with us last time, uh, it, it did wonders for our channel and for our listeners. And, uh, you know, we, we've been getting, it's funny because, you know, I, I used to run everything, you know, you know what that's like, because you, you run, you know, you run everything, right? Um, and I don't have the type of personality where I can give things up, but recently in the last couple of months, I've, I've kind of given things over to ref Amy and, to, and to Ivy down there and they've started running things for me, which is fantastic because <laughs> I, I couldn't keep going if it wasn't for them. And, um, and it's funny because I'll still check the, the messages on social media occasionally and we'll still get messages. Hey, when's Nikita coming back? You know, and it's, it's really, it's so cool that, um, that, these fans that are listening to podcasts now um, are still are so invested in in the guests that come on the show. So we're super happy to bring you back for them too, man. It's it's, it's great to yeah, have. That's you. awesome. So so what I'm hearing is you've gone from micromanaging to macro managing. Well, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good. I know the rest yes, of the crew's got to be happy about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, definitely. Hey, it's awesome. <laughs> no more three a.m. phone calls from me. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, well hey, I, I, I always say this, like in our camps and stuff with our staff, and uh, many hands make little work. So uh, I congratulate you on being willing to loosen the grip a little bit there and, and spread the workload out. And, and I'm sure everyone, it benefits everyone, I'm sure. So that's uh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, listen, you, you brought up man camp. You're wearing the man camp shirt. Uh, obviously, like I said, our, our listenership has, has grown tremendously and our, our viewership has grown tremendously since the last time we saw you give our listening audience, our viewing audience, uh, a little bit of background. What's man camp all about? Uh, Mr. Koloff. Yeah, I appreciate it. In, in fact, we got one coming up in just, just, just over two months. And so the short version of that is uh, a wrestling peer of mine, the total package Lex Luger, um, and, uh, back in and just take, take your, your audience back to 2015 when, you know, he was living with me for about 10 months and, and we had done a, a lot of, of ministry together in the past, of course, autograph signings and those sorts of things together in the past and, and continue to do, to do both of those things. But specifically in 2015, um, you know, we just spent a lot of time together, just, you know, just praying and seeking the Lord and, and what how we could best use our talents and our gifts and 
give back not only to the wrestling world, but just give back to people in general. And he has, has a real heart for men's ministry. So do I, I have since, since 2006. And, and so we just got this vision for a conference uh, called, we, we call it man up, the man up conference. We do it in local communities all over America. So there's a, maybe a pastor out there tonight or someone from a local church that would be interested in bringing that conference to their community. Um, that that's a possibility. And, We'll get the website later and where, where people get more information on that. Uh, and then that is kind of a, if you will, I call that the appetizer, the conference. It's just a one day. We spend a few hours together and I give them, I give them a lot of information in a short period of time, but it really is just an appetizer. And that I tell them if they want, really, if they want the entree, the dessert and the cherry on top, then they got to consider coming to the five day man camp. It's, it's a, it's a full five day catalyst. It's a, I call it a deep dive. And, and our goal for the ladies on the panel tonight, and also your female viewing audience, our goal ladies is by the time we send them home, either from a conference or a camp, our goal is to send them home to teach them and train them to equip them and empower them and then deploy them. Meaning we want to send them back home uh, to be just, just, better than they were before they got there, more equipped to be godly men, godly husbands, godly fathers, uh, uh, just lead their families well, uh, be more valuable out in the workplace and the marketplace. And, and that is our goal. And that's just kind of a short version of that. That's our goal. That's awesome. And, and uh, you know, I, I know that that also ties in with your, uh, with your podcast, because your, your podcast, your, your radio show, the man up uh, show has, you know, right before we had you on last year, I, I got really uh, invested in listening to it. And so now it's something where whenever I'm in the car and I can catch up on an episode, I, I, I make sure I throw it on. And um, it's something that, that, that message comes home a lot. You know, uh, how, how can you be a better you for the home, for the workplace? And, and uh, I love the questions with call off segments that you do. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very fun. And, uh, you know, wh- I, I know that you, you have some, some news for us regarding the Man Up show. Um, and I, I want you to be the one to kind of give everyone the details on that. But, but, you know, maybe go into detail about what the Man Up show is, uh, you know, how that came about for you. And then, uh, and then, you know, let's, let's get your breaking news, man. I'm super excited to, to share this with our audience. Uh, we're we're going to give it to them right at the top of the hour. Huh? Oh, absolutely. We're, we're... Absolutely. Hook them in. Hook them in. <laughs> well, you guys are excited, kind of getting the, the, the PSA, the public service announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're one of the first, really. Um, and, and so, well, let me just first talk about the Man Up show. So people are probably catching a theme here. Oh, let's see. He's got a Man Up conference. <laughs> they have a man camp. He's got a man up radio show and a man up podcast. Um, and, and the idea behind the podcast and or radio show, it airs on truth radio network, Stu Epperson, the founder, he reached out to me. In fact, I was just reminded he reached out to me in May of 2020 and, and said, man, you need, you need a radio show and you need a podcast. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't know about time to do all that, but, but it, it was kind of an aha moment because Again, my desire is, guys, to, uh, like I'm sure with you with your show, it really is to, is to reach a broad audience and reach the world. 
with, with, a, with a positive message, an encouraging message, sometimes a challenging message, right? And so it, it just made sense. And I thought, well, what better way to reach, reach the world than through the airwaves, right? Through this new platform called podcasting, through radio. And so we launched the show in the fall of, of, of 2020. And to date, you fast forward to today, I've went from starting that, that show and podcast and Truth Radio Network has 25 different podcasts on their platform. And the most recent numbers, uh, I am currently running right at round number three or number four podcast on their platform. And the show has been downloaded currently into 60 different countries. And so I'm oh, absolutely cool. thrilled about that. And the format of it is we, you know, I just interview, like you're interviewing me tonight. I just interview people from all walks of life, uh, businessmen and women, celebrities, athletes, uh, men and women in, in ministry. And we just talk about their life and what they're doing and what they're accomplishing, how they're giving back and, and that sort of thing. Um, and, and it's been great feedback. Some of the guys couple names real quick you some of your viewers may recognize uh, of course sting tully blanchard lex luger magnum ta those are some of the wrestlers i've interviewed um kevin sorbo who had a, a long tv series as hercules yeah um and, and has done several uh, quite a number of movies so god's not dead and quite a number of other movies uh kevin sorbo Brad Johnson, who won, a, who won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the day with John Gruden. Um, and and uh, so those are some more, you might say, some more recognizable names. And then you mentioned the Q&A. So that's been fun. So here's the deal. If, if you're a fan of, uh, you don't have to be a fan of the Russian Nightmare. That, that helps. But if you're a fan <laughs> of wrestling, um, I, I developed a new segment called Q&A with Koloff, where I flip the table. And I, I actually call you and give you the opportunity, you the caller, uh, the opportunity to ask me a couple, three, four questions. And it can be related to anything. And typically, they're organic and spontaneous. I rarely even know the questions that are coming at me. And we just have fun with that. And I just want to highlight the fans and highlight others who who – who would uh, be interested in being on the Q&A show. And one other, one other uh, since the last time we talked, one other uh, thing we, we have developed is called the Man Up Minute. Mm -hmm. The Man Up Minute. And what I've done there, anyone who follows me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, those platforms, they, they know I typically every day put a little positive message out there. Again, encouraging, uh, uplifting, right, challenging. And so the radio station approached me and said, hey, what about a man-up minute? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that, that's a no-brainer right there. So literally in 60 seconds on the Truth Radio Network all during the day, uh, all week long, people will get a 60-second message from me that is thought-provoking and gets them thinking on their drive time, okay? Now, I'm, try, I'm trying to condense this down so you guys can get to your questions. Um, I had another aha moment. And I'm very connected with the ministry in Fort Mill, South Carolina. In fact, that's where I'm broadcasting uh, tonight with you from right here in Fort Mill, South Carolina. 
a ministry called Morning Star Fellowship Ministries, and and they have they have thirty over thirty ministries all over the world. And they, I, I approached uh, Rick Joyner, the the uh, the founder of Morning Star Ministries. I said, Hey, what if what if what if we did a television version of the radio show? And he loved the idea. So they literally built me a studio. And I've been in pre-production, getting ready to put out on social media a coming soon video. So you, but you guys are literally hearing about it first tonight. But I'm going to be start start promoting uh, with the coming soon video that there's going to be a television, the Man Up TV show. First on MorningStarTV.com. That's where people will be able to find it. And, and it's all different interviews with a whole lot of people that have never been on the radio show. Al Wood, NBA All-Star Al Wood, for example, uh, is one of my guests. And so, so I'm excited about the TV show. And already I've got two other television platforms that heard about it and are already interested in having the show on their 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 network. That's awesome. And so I yeah, so I'm I'm excited. So there there's the news flash, the man up TV show. So the, things keep evolving here for me. So the click the clickbait line that we're going to use in the title is Nikita Koloff is returning to television. <laughs> ah! Absolutely. Yeah, big headline. I already Reddit. wrote it down. <laughs> I love that. I Reddit, love that. You Reddit is going to hate us. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic, though. You know, it'll be great. Ah! Uh, that, that should get you a few viewers. I'm just saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man. Well, congratulations, because that is absolutely awesome that that you are able to expand this uh, this portion of what you do with your ministry and with your message. And uh, we're super excited for you. We're super excited that that you continue with your success with this, because honestly, you know, when I when I I have a a guy in the in the studio um you know I, I teach karate on the side and I'll, I'll have a guy in the studio and i'll say and they'll be like down the dumps they, they didn't do well at an event or something you know i'll say listen you need you need to you need to go listen to some man up and like well what are you talking about and so i'll throw mm-hmm. them, you know i hit the share button on the apple podcast button you know um but but you know a lot of them they'll, they'll come back to me like man that was crazy. Like you knew exactly where, where to send me. And so it's, it's really cool that, that, um, that you are pulling your ministry out into the, into the world in that fashion, man. I'm super excited for you. Thank you so much for, for sharing. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Oh man. Whew. You would never know we were here for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I love it. Um, you know, so, so obviously we, the last time we talked, we got a lot of background um, on the Nikita Koloff story, right? Uh, we talked about how, how people tell you, you know, are all telling people that, that, that someone, you know, that you had a trainer and you never had that trainer. You never had any professional training. You walked in the Jim Crockett and took off your shirt and shaved your head. And he said, you're wrestling on TV tomorrow night. You know, <laughs> that story's there. Um, you know, if you guys want to want to hear that story, it's, uh, it's from literally almost a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. It's up on the YouTube channel. It's still up on the podcast platforms. Uh, go check it out. We're also going to re-push that with a uh, sports wire radio, um, so when, when this comes out on Sportswire, it's going to be part one and part two merged together. They're going to get that and, uh, and push that out for you guys. Uh, you know, you, you have this, this illustrious, awesome career that was not the longest career, but you did so much for the business, man. You did so much for the wrestling business. 
um, you became one of the top faces in wrestling off of being one of the most hated heels in wrestling in the world. You know, there's just so much that I want to, I want to dive into with you. Uh, but I don't want to eat up all the airtime. I have my, my lovely panel here that I want to, I want to get into, uh, get into their questions first before I, I eat up more time Gavin away here. Uh, before I do that though, I would do want to encourage all of our listeners, all of our viewers, uh, and we'll, we'll do this again at the end, but go to calloff.net. Uh, make sure that you hit the donate button, go and donate to, uh, Nikita's ministry and, uh, go buy a book you know, sign up for the man camp. You can get everything that you need to get uh, from that website. Make sure you do that. Also uh, make sure you click on our link tree. Um, I was reminded tonight because we, we haven't been plugging it as much lately, but, but the, but the Norton family is still in need of some assistance, right? So make sure you go donate to our little uh, now three-year-old warrior Bryce. Uh, you know, he's in remission with leukemia, but the family's still paying off those medical expenses. Uh, so make sure that you guys donate to that as well. And uh, while you're there, donate to the cause for getting Tyler to come to Philadelphia for WrestleMania weekend and buy yourself some merch at whatamaneuver.net. All right. So let's, uh, let's dive in here. I'm going to go to our historian first tyler you are our historian this is you know nikita koloff this is your era of wrestling man this is like <laughs> what you're about so uh, i want to come to you first here uh what do, what do you have for mr koloff yeah mr koloff uh, you know it's it's always great having you i wanted to ask you know because I, I was a big fan of the midnight express and jim Cornette, and i was going back you know doing prep work and watch you and barry wendell take on uh, Stan Lane and beautiful Bobby Eaton. And I just got to ask you, how was it working with those guys? Because, I mean, you guys just had a great match, and I just love Cornette and the Midnight Express. And then with you guys, I mean, can you tell us and share from your perspective how it was working with the Midnight Express? I'm just always interested as a fan from that era, from the Jim Crockett days. It's a, it's a great question. It's, it's fun. You're, you're the second conversation I had about the Midnight Express just today. Um, <laughs> and, and that was, that was just a phone conversation though. Uh, but it, it was a, he, an, an avid fan, a guy who has actually signed up for man camp, but, but I was, and of course he, and, and interestingly enough, how he found out about man camp, which blew my mind was Jim Cornette. He, that's what he was explaining. He goes, wow. Hey, you know, uh, that's how I, I, Cornette speaks very highly of you and believe it or not, that's how I heard about man camp. And so, so he's like, man, let me ask you a question about Bobby Eaton in the midnight, you know, so, so this is great that you're asking this, right? So, um, you, you know, when I think about those guys, especially Bobby Eaton, I mean, you want to tell he he didn't get enough credit for what, for as great a talent as he, as he was. I mean, he really, really, I mean, there was no struggle when you stepped in the ring with Bobby Eaton. I mean, he was so smooth, so gifted, so talented, uh, had great, great ring presence, ring savvy, uh, ring psychology. And I use that word loosely because I don't think that is relevant anymore. And I'd be glad to explain that. Um, <laughs> but he had great ring psychology and, and so working with those guys was, was really a night off. And, and I'm trying to remember, since you're the historian, you may remember if, if I actually even wrestled with when Bobby was with Dennis Condry. I'm, I'm thinking maybe I did, but maybe not. Maybe we're just on cards together before Stan Lane stepped in. But nevertheless, uh, to work with those guys was, was so much fun. And it's funny, you see, you know, I paired with Barry Windham. 
there's so many matches. Unlike the business today, I had so many matches. I don't remember who all I did wrestle with. So even the fact you're bringing that up, hey, you wrestled with Barry. <laughs> right like i guess i wrestled brian pillman i was with, with ricky steamboat was my partner and i wrestled brian pillman i, I think jush was a jush and thunder liger or something or i don't even yeah. know how you say his name but anyway and then cornet to have cornet in the corner oh my goodness um you know he was one of the again what a mind for the business and, and, and the ability, the gift of gab. Let's just put it that way with Jim yes, Cornette, sir. right? For the sure. The gift of gab. Man, could he talk on a microphone and or draw heat from an audience. And so uh, hopefully that's enough detail for you, Tyler. Is that, is that enough detail for you for, for, for that particular night? Yeah, it's great detail, Mr. Koloff. And thank you so much for that answer. I, that just brings back great memories. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Thanks awesome. for asking the, the question. Oh, hey, thank you. Uh, all right, Ivy, let's go to you. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to begin. I'm, like, still <laughs> kind of in awe. First, first of all, I still don't think I fully processed that we interviewed Nikita Koloff last year. So here we are again. <laughs> I just, my, my brain can't function. Um, but um, no, seriously, thank you, you know, for being here. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned when we were together uh, a year ago that my grandfather, you know, was kind of a big fan. And when I mentioned that we were interviewing you then, he was, you know, pretty excited. So I, I brought it back up to him this week and he couldn't wait to, to see the episode come out. So I told him I'll have to make sure I put it on for him. Um, but, you know, you kind of, you, you're speaking so much about, you know, all of the things that you have been doing with your ministry and, you know, we're kind of, we're definitely a wrestling podcast. So those are two entirely different worlds. And yep. I'm just kind of, you know, curious because, you know, we see so many wrestlers uh, and people in the business just kind of fall down like the darker paths. So what right. advice can you give, you know, some uh, inspiring advice to kind of, you know, help those who may be struggling with those paths to kind of pull them out and go into, you know, a more uh, experience and, and, you know, um, yeah. just kind of have an overall better life. Like, what can you, what can you tell us about that? You know what? It's, it's, it's a really great question. It really is. And, uh, and it is unfortunate. Anyone who's an avid wrestling fan knows, um, you know, as much as there's been, you know, the success of wrestling, there's been, you know, probably perhaps an equal amount of tragedy, right? I mean, guys whose, whose lives that I feel, you know, were, were shortened, uh, because of poor decisions. You know, I think, of. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, right? Mm -hmm. Who, mm -hmm. for those who don't know, Kurt and I played high school football together. And and I knew his wife, Lanice, you know, Lanice Leonard. But there was Lanice and Janine Leonard. They were like, uh, Lanice was a cheerleader. Uh, she graduated with Kurt. Her, his, her sister, Janine, was was graduated my year. Everybody loved the, the Leonard sisters. Kurt was fortunate enough uh, to to to. to to, to get one. <laughs> he was fortunate enough to, to land Lanise, right? Um, and, but he made some poor decisions, right? It led to an untimely death. And, and so, you know, there, there is unfortunately a dark side to wrestling that uh, that's, that's unfortunate um, to really address specifically your question on, on if somebody finds themselves in, in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a place where they're struggling, whether it's with addictions 
or temptations or those sorts of things. Um, in fact, I talked about the more this morning. I did a, a three-hour teaching at a, at a, a Morningstar University this morning for their first-year students, and and the, the the reality is what I said to them about success in life, and I was talking about success in life was was who's in your who's in your inner circle, like like mm. who who's who are you around the most? You know, there's an old saying that says you'll become like the five people you hang around the most. Mm. And if you think about that, if you think about who's in your inner circle, um, you know, I'm reminded of a scripture that says this, bad company corrupts good character. So you can be a person of good character, but if you're hanging around the wrong crowd long enough, uh, the odds are, statistically, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be sucked into that lifestyle and you're just not going to be strong enough to overcome it. You're going to eventually be sucked into it. So, so a key I have found um, is you may, you may have to change some of your inner circle. So if you want to get out of an addiction, you want to get out of temptation, you're, you're, you're headed down a dark path, um, but you'd like to be on a better path, then you really got to consider who you're spending your time with, who's in your inner circle, and what kind of company are you keeping? And, and if you consider that, evaluate those you consider to be your close friends, you may have to make a few changes. And sometimes that's hard. It's hard to let some people go. But if you genuinely desire to have a better life or, or to get set free of some things that are hindering or holding you back, you might say for more success, you really have to consider who's in your inner circle. Hmm. That is excellent advice. And my, you know, my dad has always been someone who says, you know, you are the company you keep. And, and that, you know, is a very true statement. And I find that, and I believe that is very relevant, you know, in the wrestling industry. If you hang out with the guys that do all the partying and all the crazy things and make the bad decisions, you're kind of going to be more prone to falling into that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Well, let me let me see. So you bring up an interesting point. Let me just tag something real quick on that because I know we got other questions we want to get to. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I, I was I've never really been a big partier, but some of the other guys used to hassle me because you know, in fact, Lex Luger and others are on record of saying, you know, when they found out like after the matches, the guy they go they go where's you know they go I'll go out to the bars or whatever they go where's Nikita they're like he's back in the hotel he goes, what's he doing there? He's like. Ah, he's eating tuna. He goes, what? He goes, like, yeah, he eats a can of tuna and some bagels, some healthy food every night, you know, goes back to the hotel. He goes, that's just weird. <laughs> like, this is like <laughs> back of the day, right? <laughs> and, but it was true, though. After the matches, I went back to the hotel while everyone else went out, and I just chilled, and, and I did. I had a healthy meal. Occasionally, I would go out with the guys. Occasionally. When they browbeat me enough, right? <laughs> I would occasionally go, I'm like, all right, fine. We're going to be in Chicago. I'll, I'll hit Rush Street with you. And then if I did buy a beer, they didn't know. At least I don't think they figured it out. I'd nurture that one beer the whole entire night. <laughs> like for real, right? But but I didn't want that influence to 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 ruin me, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so I was very conscious of that. So just to tag on to what you're saying. You that's, know, and that's great. That's great. 
And, and I'm, I'm going to just tag in here real quick before I, I turn this over to Amy for her question. I have a, um, a mentor in, in, in my life who uh, is one of, one of the karate instructor, karate instructors. Right? <laughs> um, and, and he looked at me uh, back in, ooh, I want to say it was, it was maybe January of last year, maybe December of 2020. And he said, you know, Ted, you know, you want to make a living with your body. You got to take care of your body and you haven't taken care of your body in years, you know? And, uh, and it really, it really got in my head. And then it made me think about, you know, this year I've, I've kind of been on this journey of taking care of my body better. And, uh, and what you're saying just kind of speaks to me right now, because I used to be the guy that would go out every time, you know, we would go do something and we would, we would go out, we would find a reason to go hit the the corner bar we would find a reason to go out and eat you know a, a crazy amount at a restaurant you know and get the, all the worst foods and i'm just not that guy anymore and it's just like you know what what you just said literally just spoke to my soul because i was like this man made a career on his back literally on his back literally you know on his body and uh and and that was the mentality that you had. So that's as someone that's that's now endeavoring to make my living with my body and teaching martial arts, uh, you know that's that's something that really that really speaks to me. So thank you know thank oh, you. Oh, okay, Ted, you you you're you're, you're opening something up here. I've I've got I've got to share it with you since you brought it up because I just talked about it at the university today with with the importance of mentors. So you brought up mentors, right? Yep. Yep. And so you know. One of the books, Wrestling with Success, right? One of yep. my books. I, I, I have that one. All of, <laughs> yep, all of a good friend of mine, Jeffrey Kittimer. And chapter 32 is all about mentors and associations. Mm -hmm. and, and check this out. Check this out. Here's a quote from George Washington. Yeah, the George Washington, who, by the way, was a wrestler. Mm -hmm. You probably didn't know that, did you? Did any of you know that? Did the historian, I, Tyler, I did you know, know that? No, I, I'm not much Washington of a historian. Huh? Best president wow. ever. That, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. George Washington is a former wrestler. Now, I, I don't think he wrestled professionally, but he was a former wrestler. Okay, <laughs> that's the point. But here's a quote from George Washington. Listen, associate, associate yourself with men of good quality if you esteem your own reputation. For tis better to be alone than in bad company. And the ladies, you can apply that to yourself as well, right? Associate yourself with men, and we'll just add women in there, of good quality if you esteem your own reputation, for tis better to be alone than in bad company. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say this real quick, too. There are certain laws and principles in the universe I write in the book that you can't change. The law of gravity, for example, says if you go up in the air, what's going to happen? You're going to come down. <laughs> You're going to come down. You can't change that. It's called the law of association uh, or the, the, the law of association applies what we were talking about, becoming like the people you hang around the most. And, and so I was very fortunate. I'm glad to hear you say that, uh, Ted. I was very fortunate to have some incredible mentors early in life. And, and, and now more currently, I have a whole, kind of a whole new set of mentors, but that's so important. And, and that goes back to the to the previous question too. You know, how do you get out of a dark place or whatever? Uh, who's mentoring you? Who who are you associating with? Who's mentoring you? So anyway, all right, I'm done. Move on. Move on. Awesome, awesome. No, that's that was just a great. It was a great a great connection there. So oh, that was awesome. Uh, Amy, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this one over to you now. So, alright. Um, so the last podcast we talked a lot about how, like, within less than a year of you retiring, you find yourself on an altar, uh, giving yourself to Christ. Um, my question is, like, was that religious journey like something you found only in retirement, or was that something that's been around your entire life? Great question, and you said a very key word, yeah, because and. Many times, you know, people, people, uh, I, I want to differentiate, differentiate between, you know, it, when we say a, a religious journey, right? So I, I've not been around religion my whole life. In fact, you know, just like uh, by now, I'm sure all the viewers, if you don't know by now, I'm not really from Russia. Okay. So <laughs> if you haven't figured that out by now, I'm from Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I didn't grow up in Russia. I, I didn't grow up in church. I, that's not to say I never went, um, but it was very rare if I did. My mom just didn't bring us to church. Um, and, and if at best, maybe Christmas, maybe Easter or something, right? Mm. Um, that's not to say I didn't always have a belief uh, that there was a God um, mm. and that I didn't know the story about Jesus. You know, the man was spikes driven through his hands and feet and spirit through his side. But that story never made the 18 inch trip from my head down to my heart mm-hmm. and, and 11 months as, as you referred to great memory by the way uh <laughs> 11 months as you referred to amy i find myself at an altar surrendering my life uh, uh to the lord and that's really where my my spiritual journey began and 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 or i will say my relationship began because i like to say this there's a big difference between relationship and religion religion i here's how i define that Religion is man's attempt to reach God. Relationship was God's attempt to reach man by sending his son here and living in the flesh so that you and I could then have a relationship with the father. And so that's how I differentiate those two terms between religion and relationship. But it only began, that relationship only began after I left wrestling. So, and not really prior Understandable. Cool. Understandable. So, um, when I was in middle school, uh, I was not. I went to a Catholic middle school. You know, I went to a Catholic school growing up. Um, I was brought up in church, and and I I served at the altar, and and I did all these things, and uh, I still wasn't very religious. And in fact, to this day, I am not a a, a huge fan of of congregational worship. Uh, I, I believe I believe that I can be closer to God by being alone with God than I can when I'm with when I'm with any people really, um, and oftentimes I I find Him the most when I'm on the training floor, um, you know, and I'm just search I'm searching for strength with something, uh, and but when I was in middle school, um, my hero at the time who was coming back from a devastating back injury, Shawn Michaels, walks out uh, out of retirement with Philippians 4.13 plastered across his chest. And to the best of my knowledge, and I could be wrong, um, that's the first time I remember uh, a wrestler having something that has to do with shoot with their religion, you know, breaking kayfabe, shoot with their religion, uh, come yeah. across the screen, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that opened doors that, that, that hadn't been opened before and opportunities for wrestlers that hadn't been open before. And so I, I, my question here is, um, 
you know, coming, coming up the way you did through Jim Crockett uh, and being involved in, the, in WCW, um, you know, before your exit in 92, um, you know, the, we know that the environment in, in pro wrestling was not uh, a religious one necessarily, but there, obviously, there had to have been, uh, you know, boys in the back and, 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 and people that were working that were, um, that were religious to some extent. Did you guys ever experience that? Like, were there, were there ever uh, times where the guys were like, you know what, I, we're on the road. I know, you know, can, can we make a pit stop just so I can, so I can stop at church? Was there, was there any kind of that that you saw behind the scenes, even if it didn't cross over to the camera? Yeah. You know, it's a very interesting question. And, and um, the, 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 the very short answer is, is, is no, which by the way, Ted, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear you're not, you're not religious. <laughs> <laughs> you were an altar no. boy though. You were an altar boy. I was an altar boy, but I just, I wasn't religious. I just, I was there. I was there because it got me out of class in middle school, you know, as an adult now, as a man, I am, you know, but, but as a middle school kid, I just, I, I didn't feel it, man. <laughs> you know? right. no, I, I, I get it. I understand it. And, and let, let me say this too. And I, I want to specifically get to that question it is uh, I, well, here's what I encourage people with. It, it is a personal relationship. Like, like, again, I'm going to go back to relationship. It, it's personal. So it is one-on-one. -on -one. And so there, there's certainly that element. Like you said, I, I really you know, feel closest when I'm doing this or that. I, I'm reminded of, you guys might be able to help me out. Maybe our historian Tyler can help us out. What was the movie of the man who he ran in the Olympics uh, back to like 1926 or something like that? Um, you know what I'm talking about? His And... Um, Oh my gosh! Um, I'm, gonna look, I'm gonna look it up right yeah, now. Yeah, Ted will probably have to look it up because yeah, look, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. He was like from either Britain or he was from England or uh, it, it, anyway, it was a famous movie they made about his life. And 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 the point I bring that up for is is he said his sister tried to talk him out of running in the Olympics. He, he, re, he refused to run on Sunday. He was supposed to run on Sunday in the Olympics. He said, I, I can't do that. My faith doesn't allow, that's fire. my Sabbath day, my day of rest. I can't do it. And, and his sister like, well, you don't even, you know, he's like, no. He goes, you just need to give up running or whatever. He goes, no, that's when I feel closest to God is when I'm running because that's, that's how he made me. He made me to run. Um, gosh, I wish I had the name. Char if you get, if you pull it up. Fire. Chariots of Fire. If you guys have never seen that movie, like it's an incredible movie. If you've never seen it, pull it up on Netflix or whatever. It's phenomenal. Real life story. And, mm -hmm. and but what an illustration for, for, and, for, for, and what was his name? Bannister? Uh, British, two, two British runners. Bannister? Uh, yes. Bannister, it's about two though. It's about Bannister and like Roger Bannister or something like that. Anyway, Har Harold Abrams. Okay. Yep. So, so great. So great movie, Chariots of Fire. So anyway, and I encourage people with this, you know, it, it starts with that personal relationship, but then again, your inner circle, your inner circle. So it's important to have people, other like people, people of like faith around mm -hmm. you. To help encourage you, help strengthen you, because no, none of us are supposed to go it alone. In fact, back to the other question, it's when you isolate yourself or you try to go it alone that you really can get into a heap of trouble, that you can really go down a dark, dark path. 
And, and, but if you surround yourself with the right people in your inner circle, uh, then, then that's helpful as well. And, and then the other, though, I, I will encourage all of us to say, Ted, there is, there's a scripture in, in Hebrews that says 10, 24, 25, to, to not neglect the assembling together of the saints. So there is some synergy and some energy uh, that you can pull from gathering in larger groups together as well, right? But I get the church uh, in many ways has turned a lot of people off. Uh, and many times in their younger days and their upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. They get out in the world, they're like, I'm done with that. I'm done with religion. I'm done with church, right? I get it. I get that. You know, we live in a fallen, broken world. Back to the specific question, there, there's, there was only one guy, I actually interviewed him on, on the radio show and the TV show, has a phenomenal story. His name was George South. Anyone, anyone recognize no, that No, I don't name? know that name. George yeah. South. Tyler, you know George South? Yeah. Well, well was he the wrestler, right? NWA? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. George, has spent, George has spent 40 plus years in professional wrestling. And, and has guys has an incredible story. His mom and dad both died in a car wreck at age five. Oh. At age five. And he, and, and he had like several, like eight or nine or ten older siblings. And, and he just went off, he went off on, onto a wild path. And it was, it was a brother of his that got him back on the straight and narrow path and led him to the foot of the cross. We always knew when George was on the wrestling card because there was these things they call them, they call them a salvation tracks, like the, with the plan of salvation. And we always knew George there because you go in a bathroom stall and there's one of those tracks in the bed. We're like, ah, oh, George is here again. George <laughs> is here with his religion again. <laughs> right. And so he was not, and he wasn't very outspoken with it. And in, in other mm-hmm. words, he wasn't preaching to guys in the dress room or any of that. Man, he would just lay those tracks all over the place, right? So you knew George was there. None of us, to my not, none of us, if the word if, if the, the word God or Jesus came up in any conversation was not in a good light, if you know what I mean. Use your imagination there. Okay. So no, nobody ever said, Hey, let's stop at a church like you were asking, or man, hey, would you pray for me? Or none of that ever came up back in those days. And I think you're right that Sean was one of the first to step out and be more and be bold about his faith mm-hmm. that that he found um, uh, in between the, the, in, during that retirement time, right? And, and so, and it was genuine and it was real because you know I know Sean actually had him with me in Atlanta one time sharing that story of how he came to faith down in San Antonio. And so I know, you know, I know it was the real deal. And, and other guys since then, you know, I mentioned Lex Luger, April 23rd, 2006. Sting back in August of 1998. Tully Blanchard, if you've never heard his story, how he got fired from WWF because he tested positive for cocaine and drugs. And at like 4.13 one morning in his bedroom by himself, he had a come to Jesus moment that, changed his life. Now he's ministered in over 2000 prisons. And so there have been guys that have had real encounters that realize all the success in the world. Uh, Billy Graham called it the, the empty chase, chasing after the brass ring at the end of the day still leaves you empty inside. So, so that, that's, 
it wasn't until later on that guys started coming to the realization that there was more to life than just success in the wrestling business and start give you know, started becoming men of faith. So. Understood. Understood. Um, I, I do have an, I have, I have another more pointed wrestling question for you before I yep. turn this back over to my co-hosts. Um, yep. You're a former, you're a former United States champion. You're a former television champion. Um, it's, it's my, it's my belief that uh, in the eighties and the nineties, even in the, maybe the early two thousands, um, the mid card title meant a whole lot for, for guys coming up in the locker room. Um, it was, it was, it was that stepping stone that could elevate you to be able to get up there and carry the company for, for whatever amount of time. And you were, you were always on that cusp, you know, uh, especially towards the end of your career. I mean, you were back and forth with Ric Flair, uh, constantly challenging for, uh, for the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, you know, it's, it's, an incredible journey that you've had, but you had it with, with a lot of the, a lot of your time with those mid card championships. Uh, nowadays we're seeing those, those championships being wasted. It seems like, like they just sit on somebody and they're not doing a whole lot with it. Uh, I was hoping that you could, you could maybe talk to our audience a little bit um, because a lot of people in the IWC and this is, we just had an episode where we, we complain about the people that complain on the internet <laughs> and, uh, and um ah. You know, we, we, we kind of went into detail about that, but, but a lot of people complain in the internet wrestling community about the lack of use with these mid-card championships and the people that hold them. Uh, I was hoping you could speak to our audience and speak to your experience about what it meant to, to get that mid-card title um, back in the yeah. day and, and what it meant for your career. Well, and, and let's, let's, and again, I, I don't know how, you know, depending on the, the, the level of the depth of knowledge of your, of your viewership, some may or may not realize, you know, back in the day, back when I broke in, uh, there was, there was territories. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't an or one, you know, WWE and, and now AEW and TNA, you know, it wasn't just a handful of organizations. It was, it was dozens of territories. Mm -hmm. So there was Florida championship wrestling. There was Georgia championship wrestling. There was the Mid-Atlantic, where I was, championship wrestling. There yep. was the WWE up in the Northeast. There was Pacific Northwest with Don Owens. There was Harley Race in, in the Midwest with in St. Louis. There was the AWA with Vern Gagne. There was Detroit with the Sheik. There was Texas with the Von Erichs. Tully Blanchard's dad, Joe Blanchard, has, had his own promotion in South Texas. Tyler, am I helping you out, Mr. Historian? Oh, hey, this is great. I, I'm just soaking it in because I, I love this period. I, this okay. is just so, yeah, I love so it. There, was, there was the Mid-South with Bill Watts. All right. So, so the, I mean, there were territories. Now, I understand. Now, you know, you're referencing as mid-card belts, but understand this. I'm going to reference them in a different way. Every territory had its own champion. And then the NWA world champion, Ric Flair, Harley Race, Dory Funk, Jerry or Jack Briscoe, Terry Funk, just go down, Lou Thez, just go down the list. And what you're going to find, in fact, I'm going to give a plug to this book, Nikita, the Tale of Ring and Redemption. William Murdoch, who did it with me, is a wrestling historian. You'll appreciate this, Tyler. We take, better than my story, we take wrestling history all the way back to the 1800s. Wow. How professional wrestling really even got started, okay? 
and, and guys like Frank Gotch and names like you're like, who? Like, okay. So here's the point though. There were regional champions or territorial champions. And then what would happen is Ric Flair or whoever had the world belt would go into each region and wrestle that heavyweight champion. So those regional belts meant something, meant a lot. And then when the world champion came in, it was sellout crowds in that territory for a week. I mean, the world champion would go, you know, go, go in there for a week or, mm-hmm. or three or four days or, you know, and do sellout business with their champion and make their champion look good, by the way. And maybe even set it up where it was a non-title match the champion would actually beat the world champion and set up a return match a month or two or three later. Okay. So just get that understanding of how important those regional belts were. Now, specifically to the NWA mid Atlantic, right? You mentioned I had the U S belt. I, I, I won the national heavyweight title from Wahoo McDaniel in a unification match. But see in our world, that U S belt, meant you were the number one contender to the world title. The number one contender. So it meant something to have that belt more than being a, a, a you know, and, and again, you said a middle card belt. Um, you weren't necessarily a main event, although, although I was on plenty of main event matches in smaller markets, smaller towns, as the U.S. heavyweight champion. Magnum T.A. TA and I would be the main the headliner, you know, in, in – Waterloo, Iowa, you know, I'm just picking a town, right? right? But, uh, you know, at the high school gym, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so those belts had so much more importance back in those days. And, And Ted, I'll say this too. I'll end with this. I think belts in general had more importance and were of more significance back in those days because they didn't flip three times on the same show. I mean, Bruno San Martino had the WWF belt for like nearly eight years or something mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. being defeated. Man, mm-hmm. that meant something when Ivan Koloff, Uncle Ivan Shatoita. <laughs> when Uncle Ivan defeated Bruno, it meant something. So there you go. Yeah, I, I think that's perfect. And, and so, you know, if you're listening and you're one of the people that complained about Cesaro, who, who, who finally got to walk away today, by the way. Breaking news, Cesaro walked away from the WWE today. If you're one of those people that complained about Cesaro, uh, you know, not, not getting his World Heavyweight Championship due, and he always had that, that, you know, that United States Championship or that Tag Team Championship, and, you know, it just doesn't mean the same thing anymore, folks. You know, uh, the booking is different. But, I, I, you know, there's, there's plenty of time. We could, we could go for hours talking about how we could change the product. We're not going to do that today. <laughs> um, hey, let, I, let, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. But let me say this too, Ted, to, to, to that point. There are certain guys, okay? How, how, many, how many world titles did Roddy Piper have? Tyler, how many did he have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't have any, I don't think. I, I may right. be wrong. Yeah. Right. But but was he not a major top talent for his, mm-hmm. a good majority of his career? Yep. Yes, he was. I mean, so yep. I, he he didn't he was a prime example, like you're saying. He didn't have to have a world title. Exactly. You don't have if you're a good enough talent, if you can carry your character well enough, 
at least back in our day, you didn't even have to have a belt to make the company money and make yourself money. Entertain the fan through your talents in the ring. Yeah, if you got a belt, sure, I get it. It's 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 it is pre prestigious and all that. But if you're a good enough talent, Roddy Piper would be an example. You don't even need a belt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oof. All right, let's uh, let's bring this thing back around the corner here, man. Because I don't, <laughs> I want to give everyone their time to get their questions, and then we're going to run out. Because I don't want right. to right. Got to give the girls another opportunity to talk. Yeah, here. that's on. right. That's right. Uh, so, so I'll, with that being said, I will go back to, I'll go in reverse order this time. So ref, ref Amy, I'm going to come to you first here. Yes. Cause my question plays off of what we were just talking about. So <laughs> before the podcast started, we were talking about like how great technology is. And in my opinion, technology and the wrestling business is starting to bring us back a little bit to the territory days because people are being exposed to all different types of wrestling all over the world and finding their niches. Do you think this is something good that could happen for the business by allowing people to find the type of wrestling they, they like rather than just WWE and AEW? Or do you think that this might sink the business a little bit i it, there's there's no way if it, it can only help the business amy and 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 again i go back like i talk to fans and they tell you know back before cable technology social mm -hmm. media cable and and, and pay-per-view and all that right it's great to hear the fan stories because like man the only way i knew it was going I, I couldn't wait for pro wrestling illustrated to come out and I'd run down to the 7-eleven and, and see nope. who was the top 10 the most hated you know or the best, most liked, or you know, fan favorite, or who was mm -hmm. who had the belt in the Texas territory, or what? So it was magazines back in those days, right? Yep. Yeah. I think it's awesome, you know, that there's so many indie organizations out there, you know, independent organizations that are running. In fact, this is this is I didn't even know this. I just got an email yesterday. So Sting and I and and uh, Ray Lewis, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Daryl Strawberry, New York Mets. But we were scheduled to go to uh, to take a whole group of people to Israel uh, last year, and obvious for obvious reasons, it got delayed. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I just got an email yesterday from from the organizer of that trip. He sends me, he tags me in this feed. This man, there's a wrestling promoter in Israel. Found out Sting and I were coming to Israel. He's like. Hey, do you think they'd appear at one of my one of our matches? And I'm like, they wrestle in Israel. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh! So I'm like, I'm totally interested in being a part of a show in Israel. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and so 100%. I think it's it's fantastic that that the competition is healthy. The one thing I, I, I did not like was, when, when, you know, I knew Vince, what his goal was to, to dominate, you know, have the, the, the empire, if you will, and dominate the, the, the business. But I also knew I felt like that would really hurt the business and, and, and guys' opportunities to really make a name for themselves, you know, in all these different regional territories and eventually make it, you know, and go to a bigger and bigger and bigger territory. So anyway, all that to say, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great, all the indies, and, and people get the opportunity to get exposed to a lot of other talent and, and other organizations, even if they're on a smaller scale and, and just letting guys showcase their talent. I love it, and I, and I think it's going to 
just continue to help the business, not, not hurt it. Mm. Awesome. Absolutely great. Ivy, I'm coming to you. You're muted. Unmute that's, Ivy. That's the first time. It. That's the first time I've had to tell Ivy that she is muted in like a year and a half. I, I, muted, I muted myself because the birds were screaming downstairs. So it was a little loud. Um, but no, so you did kind of touch on it uh, briefly, you know, with your answer in the last question. So I'm just going to kind of feed off of that and give us the age, the age old question. Are we ever going to see the Russian nightmare wrestle one more match? <laughs> oh my gosh come on now, <laughs> come on now. Uh, putting him on the spot oof. well okay so so well hold on time so, out for a so second we, 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 got, we gotta tell you we gotta say first though you look like you could go right now brother <laughs> well, you're over there. I'm, not, I'm not quite as buffed as I once was, but if I had to get in there, you know, it's quite possible I could throw the Russian sickle for sure, right? Um, but but uh, I, I'll say this. Ted DiBiase wrote a book for it one time. Anyone familiar with the title of his book? Anyone know by chance? Mm. The title no. of Ted DiBiase's book. Here's I'm guessing everybody has a price. I don't. <laughs> Everybody has a price. Every man's got a price, right? So I, I, I now we're going to go back to earlier on about how do I, how do we overcome temptation and that sort of thing. I guess, I guess if the price was right, I, I could be tempted to go back in the ring one more time. I'm not sure. I don't know what that number is, Ivy. I'd have to really ponder that one to think about what it would take to get me back in the ring while at the same time, as we were talking earlier, um, I think outside of Bruno San Martino, uh, maybe the only other guy that actually retired and stayed retired. So I'm in a very narrow, very small uh, percentage. So I, I may want to maintain that, that, that status, <laughs> even if it was a, a pretty hefty payday. How, How's that? Is that, that's probably that's, not the answer you were looking for. Listen, but. that's okay, but I'm just going to throw it out there that if someone does approach you with the price, please make sure that we are the first to know because I have <laughs> to be sure that I'm, I'm, I'm front and center for that. I don't, I don't care where I have to travel to. If I have to go to Israel, then I'm going to go to Israel <laughs> because I need to see that. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. I, love, I love that Nikita made a never say never answer into not a never say never answer, by the way. I'm just going to put that up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was pretty diplomatic, isn't it? It was. It was Maybe perfect. Maybe for politics. Not. Not. <laughs> All right, Tyler, I'm going to come to you, buddy. Yeah, uh, Mr. Koloff, I, I just want to ask about some of these wrestlers I, I think that don't get appreciated enough. And Don Cronodal comes to mind. That's somebody I know that you really learned under. And to me, you don't realize, like Bobby Eaton, some of these people that don't get talked about enough because maybe, like you're saying, they weren't a world champion or something, but they they meant so much to the business. Uh, kind of share your experiences with Don Cronodal, Sergeant Slaughter. I've heard you mention them, how vital they were, the storylines with you and, of course, the Russian bear, Ivan Koloff, your uncle. It, it was great. I, I just – I love hearing the history behind that, and I've heard you share that on other interviews. I just, just kind of want to get your take on Cronodal and Slaughter. Yeah, and, 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 and 100% agree. I mean, 
you know, other names are coming up. Tim Horner, right? Russell White Lightning, Tim Horner. Uh, Brad Armstrong, the famous Bullet mm-hmm. Bob Armstrong, the whole Armstrong family, right? Yeah. Now, yep. you know, some of the other brothers went, did go on to excel. Bullet Bob, I think, wrestled, I think, into his 70s, you know, um, mm-hmm. and had a legendary career in Alabama. And again, on a smaller, more regional type scale, even though I know, you know, I think WWE honored the Armstrong family, etc. cetera. Um, but Don, his brother, Wally, you know, he had a brother that wrestled, Wally Kernodle, wrestled as Keith Larson. And, and uh, you know, Don, and I, I said this, you know, I was – I was fortunate and I've been fortunate to speak. Now I spoke at another legendary regional guy by the name of Johnny Weaver, who was famous for the sleeper hold in the mid Atlantic and had a legendary career in the mid Atlantic Rufus, R. freight train Jones. I mean, there's some legendary names some guys who were more regional who didn't travel to, you know, to a dozen different territories who, predominantly had their career in a specific region, but did incredibly well, drew great crowds, made lots of money. And, and Don Carnotal was one of those guys who was, he had an incredible, first of all, he had an incredible amateur wrestling record um, at Elon College, now Elon University in North Carolina. And, and he wrestled a guy named Bob Roop. Anyone know that name, Bob Roop? Yeah, Bob, Bob was an Olympic, yeah. and an Olympic wrestler, mm-hmm. Olympic. And and when a new guy was trying to break in the territory, only Gene Anderson, Ole Anderson's uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew partner, would put guys in the ring with Bob Roop. Well, Bob Roop was a shooter. I mean, he was an Olympic wrestler, and and so they put Kernodal in the ring with him. Kernodal knew nothing. He went, he went toe-to-toe with Bob Roop. Bob Roop eventually pinned him, but he went on the record to say if Don had lasted another 30 seconds, he would have pinned Bob Roop. That was like the only guy that ever even came close to doing that. Roop normally tore a guy up at about 60 seconds, and the guy said, uncle, and you never saw the guy again. But that launched Don into a wrestling career, a professional wrestling career. And and I said at his funeral, I, I spoke at Johnny Weaver's funeral, Road Warrior Hawk's funeral, and Don Canoto's funeral. And, and Sergeant Slaughter was sitting in the front row. He was a pallbearer. And I said, you know, if it had been for Sergeant Slaughter and Don Canoto, Nikita Koloff literally would have never been born. There would have never been a Nikita Koloff. And then Don was the one who approached Road Warrior Animal and asked the question, do you know any big guys who wouldn't mind shaving their head and becoming a Russian? (laughs) And Animal goes, I know the guy right now, man. He's up in Minnesota. And so Kernodal was instrumental not only in, in Nikita Koloff being Nikita Koloff, but instrumental along with Ivan Koloff in, in the success of Nikita Koloff because of how they trained me on the job while, while I was already launched into my career. And, and so, yeah, he didn't get into Don never got enough credit for how, 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 what a great talent he was. And there's, there's other guys that we could probably name as well, but that's, that's a little backstory on, 
on Don. I, I've just been forever indebted and grateful to Don Canodal and to Sarge. I told Sarge, I said at the funeral, if it hadn't been for that man right there, Sergeant Slaughter and Don Canodal, I, I wouldn't even be here, you know? So totally indebted and grateful to those, to those two guys. Well, I, I appreciate that because I'm, I'm into the old school wrestling and that's somebody I've always heard just great things. And you can tell watching his matches how talented he was. Yep. Yep. Very much so. Absolutely. All right. So I've got, I've got one more wrestling question that kind of brings us into the, into the modern era of wrestling, but it connects back to, to your illustrious career, man. Um, you know, you had the, you had the the luck of the run where you got to work with Magnum TA a whole lot. Right. And I mean, yep. TA was, was on the, on the rocket to be the next Hogan. Right. Like that, I, I think that's pretty well, pretty well. And uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for accepted by the, by the wrestling community that, that had, had the accident not happened, he would have been, you know, that guy. Right. Um, right now we're in a position in professional wrestling where that guy's not really being built a whole lot by uh by the company up in Connecticut, right? They're not they're not really building that next guy. Um there there's a lot of really talented people that are on TV every single week uh between between WWE, between AEW, Impact, whatever whatever it might be. Um you are somebody that that were propelled into the main event scene, uh, you know, early on and stayed there for a long time. You're one of the most protected people in the business in terms of, in terms of protected heels in the business, uh, for an extended period of time. And then you had the, what might be the, the cleanest turn from heel to face in professional wrestling history, you know, coming out to, uh, to go against the four horsemen. Um, you know, what, what advice would you give to this, the younger talent that's out there right now? I mean, you got guys like, you got Rick Steiner's son out there. He's, he's the NXT champion right now. Uh, you got, you got guys like, uh, like Sammy Guevara and AEW, these guys that are on the precipice of, of being able to, to bolster themselves up to that next level. What, what advice would you give to those younger guys about getting to that next level and, uh, and pushing themselves forward. So uh, let me, let me make a, a quick uh, re- reference to Magnum because uh, we spend, we, we talk pretty frequently. In fact, we just did a, a personal appearance together in Fort Lauderdale, Florida recently in April, we're going to be down in Aiken, South Carolina, um, doing an autograph signing together in Aiken. Um, we've been, ta- we've maintained a, a, a great friendship all these years um, for those who, who maybe don't know some of the backstory, yeah, he was within days, within days, it was, it was a well-known fact. He was, he was being green, groomed to be the next Ric Flair, you know, kind of a, you know, Rick was, was getting some age to him. So Rick mm-hmm. would still be there and a, a big part of the, of, of the, uh, of the company. Uh, but Magnum would step in and, and be the younger, you know, uh, newer face, uh, uh, as a world champion. He was within just days of flying to New York, signing that deal, you know, that it would have been signed, sealed, and delivered had that not happened. The interesting thing, too, is a little side note, you know, it's one of those what ifs, right, which will, you know, what happened, happened. But had he not had the accident, I've been asked this question before, would I, you just mentioned my turn, one of the cleanest turns in wrestling. 
I, I don't know that I ever would have turned had he not had that accident. I, I may have stayed heel my entire career because he gets the world belt. We already had the, the you know, the incredible best of seven series for the U.S. belt and, and, and chain matches and all kinds of brutal matches. I, I can envision where we would have continued that feud on now for the world belt back and forth. And we, he and I, he and I might've run for, I don't know, for years, you know, you know, in and out against each other. And so for first and foremost, um, and then more specifically to, to advice to, to younger, younger guys, um, you, you know, it's a, it's an, I would I would love to see that happen again. You know, a, a company an organization really uh, center things kind of around if they feel like they have that guy, that Magnum TA, if you will, you know, or that Rick Flair, that that Luthez, that guy, that Bruno San Martino, you know, who could carry the belt uh, or, or or be the centerpiece of that organization, and then just, you know, kind of revolve everything else around around them. And so for that, for that individual who maybe feels like they have that talent, I, I, I mean, just stay at it. Continue um, the, the, the three D's, desire, dedication, and discipline. Desire, dedication, and discipline. So if you have the desire to achieve that level of success, that, that have that status, if you will, uh, be dedicated to what it's going to take to get you there and, and then discipline yourself every single day, perfect your craft and, and, and showcase your talent, every opportunity you get uh, to where you can excel beyond the rest of the competition and, and to where the company recognizes that and then perhaps uh, puts you into that position. That would be my answer. I love that. I love that. That that three D's. It makes it easy to remember. And uh, and I I would encourage any any really any anyone that's in a disciplined art form to take that into consideration. You know, I'm, I'm a I'm a career music teacher currently, and and I try and instill that in my students on a regular basis. And so I might have to share that with them when I go in tomorrow as well. Now, uh, nothing new under the sun, my brother. Take it and right. run with it. Hey, you know the old adage, okay, hey, you, you got to give me credit the first time. That's right. Then the second time you can say someone once said, and then you can take ownership of it the third time. Okay? That's right. Yes, sir. Fair enough. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Theft is the highest flattery in what we do, man. <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's man. right. Well, my friends, we, we have spent this hour uh, talking with Nikita Koloff, and it's been such a pleasure. Uh, you know, NWA, Luthez, uh, Hall of Fame wrestler it's just it's absolutely incredible to have you with us every time man and uh you know we hope that you'll want to come back again we hope that that uh that we can get you maybe maybe we'll get you again you know we'll do a two-year anniversary show <laughs> there, there, there <laughs> you go year. there you go one last one last footnote you you made reference to something earlier and it, it just kind of struck me and 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 i want all your viewers out there i want to i want to thank all of you guys the panel just thank everybody for Great questions tonight, inviting me back on the show, and to all the viewers out there, all the all the wrestling fans, you're the greatest for real on the planet. All the Nikita Koloff fans, and, and uh, I, I'm I've probably had a a 
shorter career than than many uh, in in the industry, but I I am genuinely humbled by the impact I was able to make that you made a, really a bit of a reference to earlier that I was able to make the type of impact I was in, in having a, a more shortened career than, than many others have had. And so I'm very grateful to that. And of course the fans have been a major part in that. And now all of you guys uh, with these opportunities to share some of my story and all, all of these podcasts. And of course, you know, my, my own. So thank you guys for having me on tonight. Very oh, please. The, the thanks go to you for, for agreeing to join us. We, we know, we, we know, you know, we do it at like a, the most inopportune time, <laughs> you know, we do it late at night and, and, uh, and, and we just, we really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to come and hang with us. And uh, I, I do want to give everybody the opportunity to, to go and, uh, and support your ministry and to sign up for, uh, spots for man camp and for and for everything that's happening so i think the next man camp is happening it's uh it's in april right april 24th to 29th and i, I just actually just had uh somebody might know the name jackson Riker. might know that name mm-hmm. from from mm-hmm. uh monday night so jack 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 chad is really but jackson just registered and enrolled uh yesterday so he'll be coming to man camp uh, and a partner of his, Casey Cage, a partner of his is coming as well. Uh, be a few other guys. There's only a few spots left. So if anybody is interested in that, we, we narrow the numbers down. We keep it to a small, more intimate group. So if somebody's interested in that, you can message me through my website, koloff.net, if you want more information on that or have questions about that uh, or you're interested in, in, in joining us in Georgia in April, um, then uh, certainly uh, certainly check that out on the website. And Keep your eyes open in the future here for the Man Up TV show. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be great. And so you said that's going to be at uh, at MorningstarTV.com? MorningstarTV.com. For the first platform is MorningstarTV.com. That's where it should be start, should start airing, uh, nailing down the date. And it should be in March. So. Excellent, excellent. And so you guys can catch up with everything. Uh, that is going on with Nikita's ministry and with the the Man Up Pod and the Man Up TV show. Uh, you can find all that information that'll be on koloff.net. And you can also find, uh, if you want to find information about the camp, you find that under the Nikita's ministry tab on the webpage. And you can also make sure you can donate to the ministry. Uh, it's a PayPal, so it's a secure donation. Make sure you go over and donate as well. Get yourself some merch from uh, from Nikita. He's got a whole store on here. Uh, you can get his books. Um, you know, I know I ordered one the last time that we had you on. Um, great read. Absolutely love it. The, uh, the wrestling with success book was, is one of my favorites. It stays on my shelf, uh, you know, for me to go up and and pull from when I need it. Uh, but he's got a ton of stuff there that you can, uh, that you can go and shop around for and, uh, make sure that you, you do what you've got to do to support the, uh, the ministry and the great work that Nikita does, uh, to serve the, the men, you know, in all areas of the country and of the world. So, uh, you know, make sure you go and do that. Uh, before, before we go, I do have to do our cheap plugs because we can't let an episode go by without seeming like we want your money because we do. Uh, <laughs> so we, uh, 
we need you to go over and get some merch from our merch store at watermaneuver.net. Get yourself an Ivy fans t-shirt, get an OG shirt, get a Tyler ticker shirt, uh, you know, get a onesie for your cat, do what you've got to do, right? Uh, get us a little closer to getting Tyler here. We are going to be getting together in April for WrestleMania weekend. We're looking forward to sharing that with you. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing a bunch of live shows on Saturday of WrestleMania weekend. Make sure you join us for those. And uh, we are, this is actually the first episode uh, this episode is the first episode that's going to be appearing on Roku TV. So we're super excited that we have new distribution through Roku TV. And uh, Nikita, it was only right that, that I, I told, you know, I got the news on like Wednesday night and uh, Tuesday night rather uh, that, that we were getting picked up for this. And I said, well, you know, that's perfect because our, our first episode with Nikita like really pushed us to, you know, to, to get to places and, and, and grow our viewership. And now we have this, this almost, you know, a year later, we're having this episode with him again, and he'll be the first one on there. So uh, we're super excited about that. And uh, please fans go, you know, like, comment, share, subscribe, make sure you follow us across all of our social media platforms. The handle is on the bottom of the screen and make sure you follow Nikita as well. So Nikita on Twitter, uh, is, is it Nikita one on Twitter? Nikita Koloff one. And again, if they go to koloff.net, they can, there's actually links to yep. Facebook. And, and I didn't, even, you know what? I think I forgot to mention, but I, but we just developed a brand new Nikita Koloff fan page too awesome. uh, on Facebook. So just Nikita Koloff fans. That's a brand new fan page on Facebook. Yeah. So go check that out. And, uh, and, and then Instagram, Twitter, Nikita Koloff, the number one behind it, but they can link right to those. If they just go again, right to my website, Mm-hmm. Click on the link and go right right to the social media and follow me there. Yep, and then it's right at the bottom of the homepage there, folks. So you, you'll see the Facebook icon, the Twitter icon, the Instagram icon. You can click right on those. And the link for koloff.net is in the description below, no matter where you're listening, unless it's Sportswire. If it's on Sportswire, you can check it out. We'll be, uh, we'll be posting it on our social media relentlessly for the next several days. So please make sure you go check that out. Well, my friends, uh, on behalf of our panel, again, Nikita, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure having you, and uh, it, we, we can't get over the fact that we get to have you on, the, on our show, man. It's, it's fantastic, you know? Um, so thank you so uh, much. It's awesome. And congratulations on Roku. Thank that's in, that's incredible. You. And uh, we'll, we'll believe a year from now, your, your viewership on that will quadruple as well. So there yeah. you go. We're hoping. We're hoping. God willing. God willing. Well, listen. All right. Well, God bless you guys. And thank you and all the fans out there. Thank you for the time tonight. It was great. Uh, absolutely. Thank, thank you. And you. my friends. God bless we, you. Yeah. God bless you very much. And, and, and my friends, with that being said, we will catch you guys next time on Rewind Wrestling Radio. Hi, Nikita Koloff here, and I am excited to announce the first annual Morning Star Men's Conference, August 25th to the 27th. Our theme this year, Man Up, It's Time. We have a phenomenal lineup of speakers, including NBA All-Star Al Wood, WWE Superstar Lex Luger, David and Jason Benham, the Benham Brothers, Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, world-renowned evangelist Frank Shelton, Chris Reed, Dr. Rick Joyner, of course, yours truly, Get registered early. You do not want to miss this event. Go to mstarevents.com.